thank you for listening to Lead with Kindness. My name is Melinda Shu, and this is a podcast where we talk about how kindness and inclusion and intentionally fostering both in your environments leads not only to better business results and higher standards of professionalism, but P.S. is the right thing to do. I started to think a lot about what I could do to change the culture of Hollywood, particularly after I was profiled in this book, Burn It Down, and people were coming up to me and saying, how do these things happen? How do these toxic environments evolve? And I said, you know what? If the leader of any of these shows, any of these ecosystems had come into the room and said to their people, I want all of you to treat each other with kindness and professionalism. Show me you can do that. That will please me. And I will do the same, and I'll model it in a way that you can learn from. That would change everything. And it's like simple but not easy, as my meditation coach says. But that's the purpose of this podcast, is to show how kindness can be modeled and also to really talk about how it is a business benefit. I personally believe it's the right thing to do. But if that's not enough for you listening out there and you want to know how this can actually help you in business, get a better result, better product, better team, better advancement, whatever does it for you, kindness is actually the secret. Well, I'm so pleased to welcome today Kennedy McMahon and Tian Richards the stars of Nancy Drew and Tom Swift, respectively, on The CW. They were both number one on the call sheet, and that's why our episode today is called It Comes From the Top. So Tian and Kennedy and I all work together on Druniverse shows, starting with Nancy Drew, which ran for four wonderful seasons on The CW. And we had a spinoff called Tom Swift, which Tian was the star of as Tom Swift. And the way that these two first worked together was on episode 215 of Nancy Drew. It was called The Celestial Visitor, where Tom Swift comes to this little town and Nancy and her friends have been solving supernatural mysteries. And he's a man of science. He does not believe in ghosts. He believes in fixing problems with physics and energy and gadgets. And we have a little clip, if you might recall this scene, where the two of you butt heads. I can apply physics to energy. Markley, open. You cannot science your way through ghosts. That's not how this works. They're mystical entities. We have to find out how they died so we can figure out how to get rid of them. Nancy, I appreciate you, but I went to MIT and you went to a thrift store to buy that hat, okay? I'll see you later with the meteorite. Thank you. I'm billing for my mileage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heart. I know it was wonderful to just see that clip again. It was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that brought me back. I love that yeah. whole experience, and that day was fun too. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was a fun day. Yeah, <laughs> the two of you were so great together. I want to commend Kennedy again for welcoming Tian, as everybody yeah. in the cast did, yeah. but really making him feel included and embraced and supported. And I want to talk about that first of all. Like as a leader, both of you were the top of the call sheet, as we say, and um, as a number one, as the number one on the call sheet. What do you do? We'll start with Kennedy to set that tone of kindness and inclusion? There's a lot that you can do, I think, in what is a very unique position, which is not directly a leader on set in a traditional sense, as in you're not the one calling the shots, you're not the one making the schedule, saying action, telling people what to do, but you are a moral leader in almost every way People look to you to see what they're allowed to do. How much can I slack off? How can I talk to people? Do I really need to hold myself to X standard? 
I think one of the most important things that you can do on a very and sort of a daily basis is on shows like this, we have people coming in and out all the time. New cast members in particular are obviously are the easiest and kind of the first people that you talk to. And the best thing that you can do for those people is really set them up for success. How can I make sure that this person gives their best performance today? So when I get to work every day, if we have somebody new in, my top priority tends to be, how can I make this person feel really comfortable, feel a part of this, feel empowered to speak up for themselves? You you get a lot of people that are only on the show for a short amount of time, so they don't have a lot of influence or power. Mm-hmm. And so what I can do as someone who in that position has influence and power is if something goes wrong, if you're confused, if you need another take, or if you don't know what's going on and you don't wanna be the one to raise your hand and ask the whole room what's going on, just ask me. I can go and talk to somebody. I can ask for something for you. Filter it through me because I'm a person who can get that done. When someone's comfortable on set, an actor, they're willing to take risks and to make choices, making someone feel really comfortable, making them feel welcome, making them feel valued. And that's as simple as saying, hey, I'm running to Crafty, do you want anything? That's Just leveling the field, Mm -hmm. putting everybody in the same boat, we're all on the same team, working towards the same goal, and we can get there together. I love that so much. I didn't know you did those specific things, but I could see the results because everybody on set was Mm -hmm. always very comfortable and very, in a good mood to be there. Like we're all building a cardboard rocket ship in our backyard and let's have fun. I loved that yeah. about our set. And it was the same with Tom Swift. You know, like, how did you do it, Tian? Okay, first off, I can just attest to everything she just said, like wholeheartedly. Um, because coming into um, just the entire situation is like, who do you talk to? Like, I didn't know any other number ones that had been on TV shows and you're just you know entering that space and it started from the beginning it's like yo she reached out even on social media just DMing and you know my situation was different than a lot of just guest stars but that still meant so much to me and just I could have those conversations with her and just watch how she led how she went about it and the thing that struck me most and is what I carried over to Tom Swift was just humanity You know, that's just recognizing each other's humanity. We're all here to do a job. It's all about collaboration. Um, And one thing that would just kind of center me at the top of every day is, you know, when we're coming into the studio gate, like, yo, we all come in the same gate. Like, there's no special gate or no, like, (laughs) special entrance that beams you down. We're all just coming in for wherever we're coming from, you know, going onto this lot to, like, do this amazing piece of work. And we all need to respect what each other does. And I think it's so easy in situations within the industry to adhere to some type of class system or Mm -hmm. some type of hierarchy. But um, I can say at least on Tom Swift, like I didn't, you know, adhere to any of that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we were hanging with, you know, PAs, Mm -hmm. hair people. And and granted, we all have a respective job to do. But as far as us just connecting, Mm -hmm. it was no oh, well, you know, as as a lead, as a number one, like I can't talk to someone, so I can't be around mm-hmm. them. It We were never made to feel that way. And with that harmony and camaraderie, it's easier to ask questions when you mm. need things done. It's easier to come to people and you don't have to feel so nervous, you know, asking mm-hmm. for these things. I think, you know, yes, yeah, setting your boundaries because mm-hmm. that's important too. You do have to make sure you sustain to run the marathon. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you just get a chance to drop into each other's, you know, 
to just uh, avail yourself to what's currently happening and to just, you know, be present. I love that. Yeah. You all are mm-hmm. awesome. Absolutely. I can't wait to work with you both again. Mm-hmm. So. I know. Right back at you. <laughs> and, you know, coming to the question of how to center yourself and be present and be calm, I know you've mentioned that people have their own skills and strategies and a bag of tricks. And, you know, like, could you share with us some of yours, both of you? Because I'm always fascinated. I see actors and they're kind of like chatting and getting their mic fixed and they're, you know, looking at something on Instagram and then they drop into this very emotional scene and they're super intense and it's like the rest of the world goes away. How do you do that? I, I suppose there, I'll, I'll kind of take this question down two different paths, one of which is just general self-care things that I need to keep up with or I will lose myself in the work and I, I won't be the person that I want to be when I go to work, which includes making time to get in my body, working out, even if it's just going on a walk, something that connects me with my body gets me out of my head. Some sort of meditative practice, whatever that looks like, whether that's different forms of meditation or yoga, or even sometimes I can listen to music and kind of reach a state like that. And so that sort of stuff is critical. And checking out when you're done at work, you're, you're done. And I, I had some strong boundaries set in terms of I would wake up as early as it was required of me to prepare for the day. But when I was done with the day at night, I needed to be done. So that was my cutoff to be myself and to kind of ground myself or else. Yeah, you really I found myself when I didn't keep up with those sorts of things on set, making the sort of personal mistakes I didn't want to make mm-hmm. I, just being more irritable and just not rising to the occasion in the most optimal way that I would like to. Mm -hmm. I'm a perfectionist, can you tell? I know, I Um, mean, generally you were like (laughs) 99.999% all the time. So I think we can forgive you that other spec of being human. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's a huge part of it it all too, is just giving giving people grace. Super cool, I love that. And Tian, how did you get centered and in yourself? And I love the duality of uh, what she just said, because it is two parts, like, there's self-care and then there's like technique and process, which is also a, a totally different thing. So as far as self-care, um, similar to her, like, you know, just making sure I work out in the morning before, just get those endorphins going, get the blood going and you're, you know, up, you know, sometimes that's breathing and, and it's just dropping in and being present, doing a meditation, stretching throughout the day, just making sure you're in your body. Um, and which also, I just realized this too. It it just I just had like a flashback. I remember being in the tent uh, on Nancy Drew one day, and like I know Kennedy like went to Carnegie Mellon. She's a trained <laughs> girl. Like let them know. And I saw her like in between the setup, like you know while we're in the tent, like get on the floor and just like breathe and lay down down. And I was looking like what the hell is she doing? Like, what is that? <laughs> and now I'm like really going back and you know getting trained more myself and taking different classes and i started taking alexander technique and i oh, saw that i could talk for ages i, said, I am a huge she's doing the constructive alexander rest performer. i was in class last week like that's what the hell kennedy was down there doing like <laughs> breathing and just be, and it's like all oh, the legs everything it made sense so it's this um this kind of central pose in alexander technique called okay. constructive rest where you like lie on the floor you're just in tune with your breathing and your your legs are kind of like your knees are pointed up and you just uh-huh. like kind of spread your pelvis or your sacrum uh so it can okay. like open up yeah so i've been doing yoga and more of that type of stuff and that visual just like kind of 
ping back into my brain like, oh, see, Tina, you should have took your ass to school. Um, <laughs> which, but you are now. I am, I am now. I am now. It's very different. Which, uh, <laughs> which brings me to uh, uh, process and technique. So, and I just, I've been working, you know, since I was, you know, in high school. So you learn the trade and you learn the craft in a different way. So um, I've just been picking up things along the way, but going back to humanity, that's still a big part of it because when you're able to be open and be yourself and people don't feel like you're talking at them or making a request, what you need is easier to be received. So again, it's just being real. It would be days where, okay, costume or makeup, like they became my homegirl. So it's like, all right, girl, you need to hurry and get this done today because I need to go ahead and like take a little minute before the scene. Like, I got you, I got you, I got you. And they're just willing to accommodate because <laughs> it's like, okay, we see what needs to happen. We we read what's, you know, what's on the call sheet today as far as the scene. So on this day, I may need a little more, you know, distance to go, you know, listen to my music and prepare or have a conversation with another actor. And when you feel like family and you feel like friends, easier to have the difficult conversations or the very casual ones. So that was a, a big thing as well. Um, for me, yeah, I keep a playlist. Um, I'm very visual. So like, you know, inner objects and visual cues, like something that allows me to just have that visual image of what we have for today. Kind of centering in on the research I had done and just then, you know, throwing it away and just being present. And sometimes that could be, mm -hmm. we cut on some music and, and, mm -hmm. and dance and, and talk shit. And then, all right, let's, whew, you know, drop back into it. Some days you can pop in and out. Some days you may need like a little moment before and after to just. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I remember some of those yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's so cool to talk to you both about process. It's very mysterious to me because, you know, I type. Mostly, when I'm <laughs> which creating. is also a process, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, inner calm is also really important to that, and I love this constructive rest idea. I don't really know what the pro process is like physically, but from the phrase describing it, I can imagine that it's sort of tilling the soil, as a friend of mine says, mm. where it's like definitely, yeah, the stillness is kinetic energy. I, I had a mm. really good piece of advice from a therapist who was like, so you're hanging on to this idea that you need anxiety in order to know you're alive. And oh, wow. I was like, oh, yes, I am. And he said, <laughs> wow. you know, you need to let go of that. You need to be still because the stillness is the kinetic energy. And I had this image in my head of solar panels on a roof and, you know, the sun just hits them and that's mm -hmm. already creating energy and mm -hmm. being stored and charging up. And meanwhile, I'm like next to the solar cells with a big piece of cardboard, like fanning them. Like oh. I'm important in this process. I need to fan them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That's my anxiety chattering away. So I'm trying to let go of that. And I want to also come back to this idea that when you're more calm, it's easier to become kind to people. Because it's it's not impossible mm. to be kind when you're not calm, but it's way more difficult. I've done it both ways. Most definitely. <laughs> I prefer to be calm <laughs> first. Yes, mm. absolutely. And it's a fight, you know, it's a, it's a choice to mm -hmm. preserve that in the types of environments that we work in. It's a, at least, you know, on set, that's one of the absolute most insane, high pressure, mm -hmm. hundreds of people coming together to collaborate, to make one thing happen. Mm -hmm. Maintaining that in your own mind for other people to kind of understand that we're all fighting this uphill battle to be calm and effective mm -hmm. and and hopefully have a nice time with each other. Mm -hmm. And being aware that other people 
are often, I mean, this is such a, is such a worn out phrase, but you, you never know the battle other people are fighting or mm-hmm. whatever, however that goes. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said, I think, for keeping that in mind, because everybody's expected to perform to their highest ability mm-hmm. for long hours, day after day, mm-hmm. and juggle that with whatever else is going on in your life. For sure. You know, and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's its own kind of battle, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To give one example, just, you know, pull from your experience, Tian, mm-hmm. on a situation where it went wrong, like not you necessarily, mm-hmm. but somebody behaved in a way that's really not their best self, that was toxic, mm-hmm. that was like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And we'll come back around to like what we could have done to fix it. And then, you know, a pro tip to wrap up for all of this. Mm-hmm. But can you think off the top of your head where you're like, oh man, this is just unraveling? Yeah, 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 um, for sure. Um, I think as you like work in different environments, you just see how how they're ran and how that makes so much of a difference. And I think a big thing for me, kind of just uh, even responding to what you're saying, Kennedy, in those environments, like I'm working on it, I'm in therapy for it, but I am mm-hmm. like a textbook people pleaser. Mm-hmm, and that is a, mm-hmm. a big thing. So it makes those situations even more magnify. But yeah, I had a moment on a show where a cast member um, just, again, a lot of outside things they were dealing with kind of bled into the space and just made it really difficult to work with them. Um, and it can be as simple as, yeah, we can separate our life from the work, but no, what we do is is human work. It's, you know, it is empathy and it is getting into the human psyche and that experience. So it, it did make it difficult over time to work with this person. And um when you're in a different position, it's like, okay, how much responsibility do I have over this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really tell them how to move in their their actual life, but like when we're in this space and you're kind of witnessing mm-hmm. things happen, it's, and it kind of takes you off guard. You're like, the hell did that just, did I just <laughs> see what I thought I saw? And it's like, do I intervene? Do I, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what to do in, until you're right. in that situation. So being a people pleaser, I think at first I tried to remedy it with just, you know, being nice and giving in and doing what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. that does, and you know, you're younger, you kind of make those mistakes. And, and, and that didn't really work because we still have a professional obligation. And it's, again, right. this is still a job that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it is mm-hmm. a, a protocol to take. And I think, you know, having the conversation with your producers, yeah. with your other cast, with your, just the, the team of, of creative people that, that run everything really helps. But it is having those boundaries as well where, okay, we can talk through things, but it's also a level of disrespect that mm. I cannot allow. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's a thing as well. Um does that does that make sense? I'm trying not to be too specific. Yeah, but, no, I mean yeah. when a situation gets really toxic, it is very hard as humans not to feel like, well I can't say something because then this whole other chain reaction is gonna happen and it's gonna mess everything up at work. But it's actually really important to speak up. I've been in situations where I wish people had spoken up mm-hmm. earlier so that I could have known and done something about it. Mm-hmm. If you can communicate and ask for help and tell people what you need tell people what is not working for you, but also tell them what is working for you, mm-hmm. then they have something to go on. When you get wound up in this kind of ball of silence because you think you're supposed to be strong and have all mm-hmm. the answers yourself, that's actually when things grind to a halt. And I've seen this many times with folks I've worked with, both you know, wherever they are in the food chain. I've seen people feel like they had to have all the answers and it would be weakness not to say that they had all the answers. And so they'll just disappear. 
because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want to be in a, a communication where they can't, they have to say, I don't know the answer to that, or I'm not sure, or, I haven't figured it out yet, or that's not the thing I'm best at. I wish I had somebody to help me with that. Yeah. Instead, they would just go in their office and close the door, and then everybody's waiting for an answer, and then everybody feels like, well, I don't feel safe venturing a solution because this person clearly doesn't want to hear it. So that part of being calm is something that can really have an enormous impact on your business and on your team, Mm -hmm. where you're like, if you're calm enough to say, I don't have the answer right now, let me get back to you on Friday, or I don't have the answer, I would love to hear suggestions from the group. It's incredibly empowering to a group to have input and help find the solution. People would ask me, how do you keep Nancy Drew and Tom Swift on track? Like all your scripts are on time, on schedule, everything's coming in on budget. What's the magic element? And I would always say, I use the ideas that my writers present. And it was that simple at the beginning of the writing process. And their ideas are good. Not 100% of the ideas are things that I would have come up with, much to my delight. Mm -hmm. You know, and once in a while I'll be like, all right, you know, that's kind of cool. Everybody else seems to like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't always have to be my idea for it to be terrific. And it's so important for the team to know that when they share their creative process and their input and what their soul has to say about this story, that it's going to be valued and embraced. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my pro tip for the week. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. this is a thing that I always share with people when I hire them. And I have this kind of welcome email that I send to folks who join the writing staff. I was a director, a guest star, you know, certainly a series regular. But there's this book called Payoff by Dan Ariely. Brilliant dude. And mm-hmm. he writes about and he studied the science of human behavior and what makes things meaningful to people, why they stay connected to certain kinds of work and keep doing it for very little money or for free, whereas you know a very fancy job that pays a lot of money, people quit. Why is that? You know, mm-hmm. It's certainly not about the money. So he did this study where there are these groups of people. So the first group comes in, and they're given a worksheet by an examiner who's at the head of this classroom. It's very simple, like write your name at the top, fill in these little bubbles, come up to the front when you're done. And the first group, they go up to the examiner, and he looks at their name to make sure they've put their name in. He looks them in the eye, He scans all the way down the page to see that they've done these little circles, and he puts it face down, and he says, would you like to do another one? Because you just earned $1 for that one. I'll pay you 95 cents for the next. And they'd be like, sure. And they kept going, sheet after sheet, and then finally they get down to like 15 cents, and they're like, ah, it's not worth it. I've done enough of these. Thanks. Second group comes in. They fill out the thing. They put their name at the top. They bring it to the examiner, and he doesn't look at them, doesn't look at the sheet at all to see if they filled in their name or done any of the work, puts it face down without even checking it, doesn't look at them while saying, would you like to do another one for 95 cents? And this group taps out around 75 cents. And the third group comes in. (laughs) They're also doing the worksheet. They fill out the thing, put their name at the top, bring it to the guy. He doesn't look at them, doesn't see whether they've done anything at all on this piece of paper, puts the piece of paper into a paper shredder while he's saying to them, would you like to do another one for 95 cents? (laughs) And this group also taps out very quickly. But also around 75 cents, which means Mm. if you don't thank people, if you don't acknowledge that they did the thing that you asked them to do, Mm -hmm. it's the same as destroying their work in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. It's literally the same. So it's so important in the writer's room to say, cool idea, can't use that this time, but blah, 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 blah. It's so important on set to be like, hey, welcome to set. I'm Nancy, <laughs> I'm playing Nancy or whatever. Do you want anything from Crafty? And it's so important you know, to both say to somebody, I hear that you're going through a thing right now and you know, I'm giving you a little bit of space to feel your feelings and we're still in a professional environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the same as acknowledging like they've got something going on. You didn't ignore it. 
Mm-hmm. It's I've been ignored. It's enraging. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. ignore. But also, you know, you don't have to be a doormat. And I think it was really right what you did to still set your boundaries. Yeah, it's such a a balance too to kind of you know uh, what you're speaking on because again, there's that part of you that gets angry because it's like, yo, who the <laughs> fuck are you, who are you talking to? <laughs> like that sort of thing, and you want to <laughs> make sure, okay, let me not be too reactionary. Mm-hmm. You know, let me make sure I'm staying professional, but also how can I not just be passive about this? Because like. Right. I'm also a cancer and that's the whole thing. We can mm-hmm. be the hermit and like, okay, you don't want to hear what I have to say. Let me just go on my way. But to actually assertively confront things in a, in a healthy way. Um, and I think another thing too that does feel toxic sometimes, and I've dealt with this in places as well, when, again, you don't feel that that welcoming or you just don't feel the environment welcomes you. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody mm-hmm. there to kind of, you know, affirm what it is you feel that looks like you, that understands your experiences. And, you know, the people may not be mean or, you mm-hmm. know, dismissive, but that feels like, oh, this place wasn't fashioned mm-hmm. in a way that could support someone like me. Yeah. So yeah. that also, sure. yeah, that feels, mm-hmm. you know, dismissive in a, in a, in a different type of way. Sure. Well, yeah. And it takes so little to mm. go from feeling, I remember my very first job on a TV set I was a co-star on a procedural and I had never been on a set before. I had no idea what to do. I didn't, I remember like waiting the whole day before being like, why won't they tell me when they're picking me up? (laughs) Cause I didn't understand that they don't make the call sheet till the day finishes. And you know, there's all of these things that you don't know and you're so terrified. And I went to the read through and I was sitting next to someone and they didn't even look at me oh. and i i remember being i was i remember even texting my mom before i'm like oh my gosh i'm sitting next to this person they came in and didn't didn't even make mm-hmm. eye contact with me and mm-hmm. i went on set for the first time and we rode over and nobody really said anything oh. or even acknowledged that i was there and i was so scared of so many things i didn't know where to go i didn't know what to do i didn't know any of the words mm-hmm. anybody was using to talk to me <laughs> I, I was such a lo- you because you walk in and people assume you know something because yeah. it's so there's so much lingo there's so much culture mm-hmm. and one of the 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 regulars on the show came up to me and said hey I, this was danny pino Hey, I'm Danny Pino. I like, what's your deal? Who are you? Where are you from? Aww. I went from feeling as low as I had ever felt Aww. in uh, in any sort of professional situation yeah. to feeling like, okay, I'm gonna be fine. Aww. And that took that was the easiest thing for him to do, mm-hmm. and took me from a zero to a 9.5 i felt so much better and it's those things are very simple and it's deeply frustrating i find when when people don't just have a little memory of when Mm -hmm. that was you when you were first starting or or when you felt unwelcome or when you were new somewhere and it takes so little and it means so much it goes a long way Yeah, yeah i love that story that is the perfect conclusion to our thoughts today because you know really the essence is look people in the eye and at least say uh-huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah acknowledging humanity that's, that's all simple. you need to do that's simple. it's night and yeah. day thank you so much kennedy and tian for joining me this thank has you. been a delight i'm super fond of both of you and i have the <laughs> utmost respect and admiration for you yes love oh, you right Melinda. back at you thanks thank you so much for having me yes. it was a pleasure good seeing you girl you look good you look good. Shout oh. out to Kennedy Big Bear. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Tian also Shout looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yes, Tian, let's be real. <laughs>
Thank you so much for joining us for Lead with Kindness. I hope you come back for the next episode where we will continue our conversations in an uplifting but very candid way about how fostering kindness and inclusion is going to lead to not only better business results, but increased internal calm. Thanks and see you next time.